why don't you uh catch us up on what you've been doing while i get my my uh shit together because it's so while you guys were watching venom which i still haven't seen i'm told is required viewing but you still can't convince me that it's not garbage uh and i want you guys to know i told alan this a little bit earlier i want to watch i wanted to watch your episode on it and I clicked play, and I heard Alan go, well, we'll just get right into it. And I went, oh, no, and well, turned it off. Which is just me saying, let's get into the show, like not the Well, I saw the, the word that you, you put You put big. <laughs> We're getting there. Uh, I put a, I, you put spoilers in really, really big text right above the, above the thing. And I was like, get into it. It's spoilers. No. So I just didn't listen to it. No, the main um, spoilers for last week's episode, we didn't stream online, so you cannot see that video unless you go to our YouTube channel. I'm so. genuinely pumped about your restraint, because that's really a cool way to do it. Yeah. Um, well, we didn't want to spoil it news, for you. Well, thank you. I appreciate you. Uh, in other news, I was off in Paris getting married, and it was it was awesome, right? Wedding itself was awesome. Uh, family finally being in Europe was awesome, but I am Devin, and... Things just unequivocally happened to me. So uh, to cut a lot of it short, if you guys want to hear the full story of all of the stuff that happens, because it's a lot, um, I'm going to be streaming video games this week. Tune in. We'll talk about all of that. There are two stories that I want to tell, and chat spoiled one of them already. Uh, So it is Thursday night, right? My family, my future wife, and Chad doing all go out to a an absolutely lovely French dinner uh, at this place called the Green Orange, which is probably the stupidest name I think I've ever heard for a restaurant. But it is an absolutely wonderful restaurant. We had probably one of the best meals I think I've ever had at this place. Uh, so then we decide, you know, we're, you know, we we drank more wine than we should have. We're walking through Paris. We're having a good time. We get back. We're talking. We're laughing. We go to our hotel, which is a boutique hotel in the north side of Paris called The Whistler. It's train-themed, it's gorgeous. We pile into the elevator, we click the one bu- or the, the button for five, which is our floor. We feel the elevator go up, and then it jerked, shuddered, and stopped, and would not move anymore. So me and four other people got trapped in an elevator in Paris. Uh, so, it kind of hit us in waves. So first we were laughing and the elevator stopped. And like, this isn't like a big, like Marriott style elevator guys. This elevator is really barely enough to fit the five of us. It's I French. Had, it's French. It's French. <laughs> I had my, my like area around my body and I was touching two other people. I'm wearing a jacket and a sweater. Everybody is dressed similarly. So we're sitting here in this elevator and we all have this moment of, did it, did it just stop on us? (laughs) Uh, And it did. So we start hitting the panic button on the elevator, the call button, no one answers. So we go, okay, uh, let's call the front desk of the hotel, no reception. So then we start getting into the situation where we're like, am I, am I going to have to tear it, like try to like pry open this door a la the Hulk? And, like, I, like, thought about doing it for a while. In the meantime, my mom is very, very slightly having a panic attack and is trying to rationalize what she's... And trying to, like, distract herself by unscrewing the lights of the roof of the elevator. 
So while we're trying to get a call out, she's like, these lights are hot. Let me just get, let me, let me just take one of the lights out. I'll just unscrew the light. We're like, don't unscrew the light. She's like, I'll just, let me just unscrew the light. Chad, in the meantime, is doing what Chad does best and is telling the worst jokes anyone's ever heard to keep everyone calm. My reaction in all of this is just, you know what I should do? Drench myself in sweat. So I'm just in the corner sweating profusely. I've sweated through a shirt, like a t-shirt that I'm wearing. I've sweated through my sweatshirt and I'm starting to sweat through my jacket now. So eventually we decide it's probably a good idea to call the police. So we get in touch with French police. We get in touch with the, they like actually have like a translation service where you can translate from like French to English to talk to the 911 operator, which I guess is a really smart idea that I didn't think about. But we ended up calling them, and the technician that came there took just over an hour to get there. So I started sweating in, like, minute two of this elevator experience. Minute 62, I was a freaking mess. And it was, I mean, it was, honestly, it was one of the weirdest, like, experiences I think I've ever had. Uh, being trapped in an elevator for an hour. Uh, and if you're wondering what happened to the elevator, we figured it out. Uh, the elevator has a person limit. That person limit is six people. However, I don't know if some of you've noticed, but I'm a bit of a hefty person. I, was I, count, as more, I count as more than one Frenchman. I'll tell you that. So collectively, my group almost doubled the weight limit on the elevator. Well, because you're a bunch of Americans. We are a bunch of Americans <laughs> who just had a huge French meal. Oh boy, this poor this poor elevator guy. So we got off the elevator and the French guy that was in charge of the front desk gives us all beers for being <laughs> such great sports about it, which like good for him. And he goes, "Go home, get some exercise." Nice. <laughs> Which is pretty much his way of saying, you're the reason why it broke. I shouldn't be giving you free beers, but it's a hotel and I have to. You're you're the ones at fault here, not me. (laughs) You're the problem here. Exactly. Uh, Real quick, I I just want to let everyone know, if the video stream keeps freezing, uh, I'm trying to figure out what the issue is on my end. But uh, if it keeps freezing, I apologize. Hopefully the audio quality is still good. Um, but, also, apparently, yeah. Chad just came into the uh, came into the podcast during the elevator story, nice, which makes me incredibly happy. Uh, then the other story that I had from the wedding again, there are still more. My body broke down in a number of weird and disgusting and fantastic ways in very public places. Um, the other story that I had to tell from the wedding was uh, about the middle of the ceremony. So. Uh, Romano's friend Greg was the one that was officiating the wedding. He was absolutely wonderful. He had he killed it. He wrote this whole like twenty five minute long speech about Romana and how we had met. It was beautiful. Then we get to the part where we say our vows. Romana and I say our vows, and he said, "Okay, now go ahead and present each other with your rings." And I turned to him and I, go, I don't have the ring. Do you have the ring, Greg? And Greg goes, "I don't have the rings." do you have the ring and pointed to his partner in the audience and he just saw the partner he's like recording on his phone he just goes <laughs> <laughs> that's when we realized the rings were five floors up from where we currently were in our room still nobody had grabbed them for the ceremony 
So <laughs> he goes, oh, wow. Greg, Greg, who's again, incredible and did not have to do this, went, oh shit, and ran out of the room as fast as possible. <laughs> and then Romana and I just vamped for like 10 minutes during the wedding. Uh, it was a good time to practice some uh, some stand-up jokes, have a little banter with the audience. It was wonderful. That is uh, interesting. Yeah. It I'm, fits I'm, you, We ended though. up getting the rings, by the way. I got it. Nice. So yeah. It fits now, you. So, I mean, that works. Speaking <laughs> exactly. of fitting, it looks like you got your ring re- resized. Did you get, get it fixed? Or what was the story there? Because I never followed up on that from a few weeks ago. Hold on. It is a story. So... I have first ring that I got that I still need to send back. Company was incredibly great. I told them that I'm leaving for a wedding, told them the absolute last date, and they sent me this ring, which I also didn't use and just bought another one in Paris. So I now have rings for days, and whether or not they'll take it back is entirely another thing. But if worse comes to worse, I have spare rings. Worse comes to worse, you you, uh, can do Shang-Chi for... For Halloween, <laughs> I still haven't seen the movie. Are those actually rings? Uh, no, no, comic book rings. Like you can do the Mandarin oh, from the comic books with it. the rings on the fingers. Oh uh, god, I, I figured they were like Sonic the Hedgehog rings. You're not, you're not too far off. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um, Good. Well, I'm glad everything went well. Uh, we yeah. do have a picture up here of. Uh, you and your lovely bride. Oh, So, um, I'm glad that all went well. Um, I'm going to try to do this without freezing the video stream. Uh, I spent the weekend at New York Comic-Con. Uh, and I, boy, do I have some stories to tell. I'm so Um, excited. Uh, first of all, uh, I wanted to show off some art that I got. Uh, I've got this. I don't think I, I don't know if I sent you guys this, but I have this piece that I bought at the booth who was uh, next to us. I was working with a friend of the show, Josh Howell and his uh, media company. He uh, he's an author, um, fierce literature. He we were promoting his books and selling his books, uh, which I have one over there, but I, it's too far for me to reach right now. Um, but. Shout out to Josh and thank you for having me again. I had a blast. Um, but the booth, one of the booths next to us was selling uh, pencil drawings. And I saw a few that I had to get. Uh, first, the first one is this. Whoa. Uh, so that is Dr. Nice. Emmett Brown and the 10th doctor in the TARDIS. And it's called <coughs> a paradox. Get it? <laughs> I like that. Just by the title alone, I had to get that one because puns are puns. Uh, the other piece of art that I got, he had this big banner on the side of his booth that I was like, oh, that's beautiful. I have to get that because I'm me and I love me some John Williams. It is John Williams conducting an orchestra made out of all the characters from the films that he did the themes for. Oh, I love that. So you got Harry Dang. Potter in there, uh, Indiana Jones, the Tyrannosaurus from Jurassic Park is playing a triangle. Um, <laughs> what a good instrument for him. And then John Williams himself is in Jaws. Like Jaws is just wrapped around John Williams' waist. Wow, that's so, really cool. So that th- those are a few of the purchases I made. Um, but what do I have first? 
Okay, so first night in New York, mm-hmm. uh, Josh and I are walking around. Like we get the booths, the booths all set up. We, we go get dinner. We're like, well, let's figure out what to do. So we go to the uh, big ticket booth in Times Square and like let's let's see if we can see a show. It's like almost oh, eight yeah. o'clock. We could probably go see something at eight. There was nothing we we had heard of on the marquee. Um, there was a show called Drunk Shakespeare. And we're like, that doesn't sound bad. Let's look it up. We look it up. It, it the description doesn't do the show justice. Uh, it's pretty much an improv show where one actor does four shots before the show, and then they like they just do Shakespeare. Like they improvise a Shakespeare play, like throughout the night. Um, oh, that's so fun. So we're like, yeah, let's check that out. That sounds like fun. Not realizing that what we got ourselves into is pretty much a Stefan bit from SNL. (laughs) (laughs) New York's hottest show is drunk Shakespeare. You buy your tickets for cheap in in Times Square. You go to the fourth floor of this hotel. That's not really that close to Broadway. It's on like (laughs) 10th Avenue. Um, You go to the fourth floor. You, you find the, the, the desk clerk on that fourth floor, but not the restaurant side of things. And then they give you your seats. Uh, you are handed a shot when you walk into the, the, the theater. Um, and it's not really a theater. It's a theater in the round. So you're just in a room with like, chairs around the, what is the stage. Um, and it was just the weirdest, most entertaining show we could have gotten ourselves into. Like we were laughing the whole time. Um <laughs> At one point, they like Josh and I both got pulled into the show a little bit. Like at one point, the oh, one wow. actress was using me as a drum, which was weird. <laughs> uh, but at one point, they uh, needed the name. They they didn't want to say the one name of the one. They were doing um, Macbeth, so they didn't okay. want to say the uh, the characters ones the one son's name. So they like mm-hmm. the drunk guy was like, "Okay, what's your name?" Uh, and Josh is like, Josh. And he's like, okay, from now on, this guy's son's going to be Big Dick Josh. So like, <laughs> the rest of the show, like, they just kept saying that. And I was like, well, that that's interesting. Um, Good. If you're in New York, I highly recommend the show, especially on a Wednesday night, because it was pretty much empty. So we got upgraded for free. I'm glad we bought the cheap tickets because we're like, yeah, yeah, it's a Wednesday show. We're just going to upgrade you for free. I was like, okay, that doesn't suck. What so, was the upgrade? Uh, we pretty much just got to sit in, like, like in the front row, like right by the actors doing the show. Otherwise, it was like behind, on a stool or something. Like there was like oh, a row weird. of seats, and then stools, mm-hmm. and then stools with like a, like higher up. Like it wasn't. It was a very small room, but it was very entertaining. And that sounds wonderful. If you're ever in New York and get a can get a chance to go see that, I highly recommend it. Um, and I don't know how much you guys heard about what happened this year at New York comic-con. Um, but there weren't many big panels. Uh, there were some smaller stuff. They premiered, uh, Star Trek prodigy with, uh, Janeway and like that animated Nickelodeon show. They premiered that, um, the boys cast was there doing a panel. Um, but Marvel wasn't really there. Uh, DC wasn't really there. It was a lot smaller than uh, normal New York comic-con. 
Uh, Funko didn't even have a booth there. Like other people were selling Funko Pops, but Funko themselves wasn't there. So it was kind of weird. So there really wasn't that much going on. But I, I, I looked at the the program the one day when we were working, and I was like, "This looks weird." Like I've never seen a panel go from six thirty to nine o'clock at night. That's a very <laughs> long panel. Something weird is going on here, and my suspicions were right because. For the Ghostbusters Afterlife panel, which I went to, if I can get the poster up, um, I got to see the whole movie <laughs> That's a amazing. month and a half before the movie comes out. So Ivan Reitman was there with his son, Jason Reitman, who directed this one. Ivan Reitman directed the original Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters 2, uh, Evolution, a bunch of the like, classic comedies. Uh, they came out with Carrie Coon, who plays the mom in the new Ghostbusters, and then all of the kids um, who are in the poster. The only one in the poster who wasn't there is Paul Rudd. Um, oh, darn. But they came out. They did like a, a quick panel just talking about what it was like auditioning for this movie. And then when it came time to show clips, Jason Reitman said, I think you guys have waited long enough to see this movie. So here's what's going to happen. <laughs> um don't spoil it for anyone. Enjoy it. We want everyone to go see this in theaters, but for you, you guys get get it early. So I I have now seen Ghostbusters Afterlife beginning to end, and I cannot wait to make this my pick for in November because I've seen it. You guys have it. So we get to talk <laughs> about it when it comes out as my official pick for that week. Um, so that's going to happen because I cannot wait to talk to you guys about this movie. Uh, spoiler free review. I absolutely love this film. It is such a great spiritual sequel to the original Ghostbusters. Um, it fits the tone. The score is the same. Um, and there are a lot of good fun callbacks to the originals that I think, uh, even the, um, at the, even the average Ghostbusters fan will will pick up on and enjoy it. Um, but yeah, I cannot wait to talk to you guys about this come November. So you saw the final cut of the film. Like this isn't like a preview cut. Like you didn't like this wasn't a test screening. This was it. This was it. Like they showed the whole movie and Jason Reitman wow. even said, make sure you stick around after the credits. Oh, so wow. I got even got to see the post credit scene. So I know what uh, comes after that. And it's not Leslie Jones saying, who's Zool? Like, it, it's a lot. <laughs> I was going to ask. Um, but yeah, it, I, I, this was the full film. If they cut something out of it that I, I couldn't tell, uh, this was the complete product that is coming out in November. So as far as I can tell. So. Um, what a cool surprise. Yeah. It is um, cool. And evidently it was kind of spoiled in the program that this was happening because in the uh, app that people were using for New York Comic Con, the panel was only going until seven. So somebody screwed up and put it in the, the program wrong. So, oh, wow. but I, I saw it and I was like, yeah, I'm going to try to go to this. Um, so I did. And it was awesome. Oh, uh, and then I tried to meet Hayden Christensen to get an autograph and that did not happen. What uh, happened? So what happened was I got my ticket to meet Hayden Christensen on the last day of the convention. 
so they were selling tickets for different time groups. So I bought one for like one forty in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Consider thinking, okay, I'll go down there for an hour, come back up, and then I'll have plenty of time to help, um, help Josh pack up. Yeah. So I get down there at one o'clock and like almost an hour early, and I yeah. get in line. And I was like, okay, I'm in group five, and they're like, okay, I just go get in line. I think, well, that's weird. Yeah. So I'm in line for two hours. Wow. Nothing. Like, there's no like Hayden Christensen took a he took a break at one point, which is fine. Like he's totally yeah. entitled to breaks. Like that, I completely oh, get yeah. that. But I was starting to get worried because at four o'clock I saw that he had a photo op, and people for the convention were saying, "Well, he stayed late yesterday. Who is mowing their lawn at six twenty at night? Is somebody mowing their lawn? On yes. The yeah." I mean, it's the uh, same good mic thing. I don't yeah. hear it at all. Uh, it's just distracting here. to me. Um, <laughs> so it, it's getting to like 3.30 and Hayden has a photo op at 4 o'clock. And I can I can see the curtain where he's where he's that he's behind, but I can't see him yet. Uh, and I was like, this is just getting too close. Like, I might not be able to like I can't I cannot wait after 4 o'clock. Like, I, like if he's going to come back here at 5, that's fine for everyone else. I can't do that. I have to go pack up because I have to help Josh get everything packed so we can go. Um, and it came to, it came to four o'clock. I was about 20 people away from Hayden Christensen. And he went to do his photo op. I was like, I, I got to no. go. I, I can't do this. And I like I almost gave the, the po- I had a poster for him to sign. I bought my brother a Star Wars Episode three poster that I was going to get signed. And I had, uh, like my, I had my family go in on it. Like, cause he, his, his autograph was expensive. Like he was more what? than Shatner. He was more than Shatner. Yeah. He was more than what? William Shatner, captain of the enterprise. Yeah. I mean, it's Darth Vader. So it kind of makes sense, but still like it was <laughs> $175 for an autograph. That's a lot of money for an autograph. Yeah. It's really uh, a lot. And I was like, I, I'm just going to get the refund because I, I can't, I can't. Yeah. I'd have to give up my spot in line and I'm not going to be that guy who comes back down afterwards and tries to cut the lining. So I, I just got my refund and that was that I was so disappointed because I was so excited to see the look of my brother's face when he got the poster. Yeah. Uh, and that just, it just didn't happen. So I gave him the poster yesterday. I was like, so this is what, what, what the plan was. And he's like, well, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but other than that, it was a great Comic-Con experience. I don't blame Hayden Christensen for that at all. Uh, I blame the uh, people running the photo ops and the autograph signings, which was not New York Comic-Con. It was a, the group, the company they hired to run that. I blame that all on them. It was very disorganized. It was a mess. And, um, yeah, I... Uh, well, so I want to know, like, and, and chat brought this up a little bit, but, like, for some people at comic-con like some celebrities right if you get a picture with them like oh my god wouldn't it be so funny if i like went to this guy and brought this thing or said this thing so like for example the only slip photo op i've ever done was the guy that played negan from the mm-hmm. walking dead or not negan um the guy that played i don't know one of the people negan killed from the walking yeah. dead and literally this season of the walking dead where he just died had just come out and everyone and their mother came with Negan's baseball bat and the photo op they wanted with him was them almost bashing his head in with Negan's baseball bat. And I'm like, that poor actor has to be sick of this and just wants a smiling picture. 
Do people come with like bags of sand for Hayden Christensen? I didn't see any bags of sand. <laughs> I saw a lot of Funko Pops and action figures. I only saw oh, cool. one other person with the same poster I had that I bought at the convention. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw there were a few people who had like Clone Wars Anakin stuff, and people were, the people oh. behind me in line were like, "That wasn't him. Like, why do you have that? Like, that makes no sense." <laughs> like, just being shitty Star Wars fans about it. Right. Um, but yeah, no, they, I, I, it got to the point where I was like, if they were rushing us through, and everyone had a minute with Hayden Christensen, I'm not gonna get through. Like, I, I it, right. like for the last hours, like I don't think this is gonna happen. I'm gonna try. But if it doesn't, like I, I was starting to feel bad because I was like, I need to go help Josh pack. Like this is this isn't what I'm here for. This would have been great if I, if it was organized. I was like, I, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna call it. Like I'm gonna try. gave it gave it my my best effort and it just didn't happen. So it's a shame. Yeah, it really is a shame. Mm-hmm. But uh, I got to see Ghostbusters, so it kind of evens out. I <laughs> <laughs> um, I need to know what would you have talked to Hayden Christensen about? So like. Again, I've done these things. I don't know what to talk to them about because I'm like, you're from the thing I like. I like the work that you do. Please. I don't know because it was so awkward because they had you write the name on a post-it note because everyone has masks masks on and it it would presumably be through plexiglass. So I was going to say, hey, this is for my brother. He loves episode three. Um, We're surprising him with this for, uh, for a Christmas present. Can you just put may the force be with you? Hayden Christensen, like, oh yeah, to Noah, may the force be with you. Um, so yeah. it would just have been like that, and I'll, I'll, I would just say, looking forward to you in in Kenobi. Uh, yeah, I don't want to know anything. I'm just, I'm just excited that you're back, <laughs> and I, I, I hope you know that my brother's generation and like these those films mean a lot to them and a lot to me. Like they, I enjoy the prequels. Like they okay. do get a lot. They do get a lot of of crap. But episode three is one of the best Star Wars films of the last 20 years, which is safe to say. (laughs) Well, I mean, to be fair, I mean, his acting in it, which was like panned at the time, is what Ryan said, where it's really, really good acting if what you're going for is an angsty, angry, kind of not understanding his situation teen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which he nailed. Yeah. Yeah. Awkward to watch. Yeah. But so are kids. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, so that's that. That's what I've got from New York Comic Con. I'm going to talk a little bit more about my experience in New York here in a bit. Uh, Ryan, what were you up to this weekend? (laughs) Really not much. Um, it's October. So for me, this is sports month. Like this is like, this is my like time of the year where you've got playoff baseball going on. The hockey season is, uh, is starting and, when I used to really care about the NFL and football, <laughs> um, I'd be all in on that. But um, yeah, I've I've had I've had a, uh, I've lost some sleep the past couple nights, staying up watching games. Um, it's just pretty much been it, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> so okay, yeah, exciting stuff. Are no, your te- are it your teams is. winning? No, well, I my team's out, um, which I expected to happen anyway. But uh, so the Cardinals are out. Uh, I think the the Red Sox at the moment are 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 the only team to clinch going forward. Everybody else is still kind of fighting it out. So, mm. and 
the uh, the matchup I'm really following right now is the Dodgers and the Giants out in uh, out in California. That's why I haven't been sleeping as much as I should be. <laughs> okay, because those you know, games are going until like twelve thirty at night. You know, the only reason I know when playoffs are in baseball is because of the Reds. Because the one year the Reds were doing well, I don't know that they do well. I don't know anything about this team. Yeah. But I know that one year they were on track for the playoffs and they called it the Hunt for Reds October. Mm-hmm. Which, damn it, that's a way to get me to remember a mm-hmm. month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been... Um... But yeah, no, I've just... I've been, been, uh, I've been uh, immersed in that at the moment, so... Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Well, I think we're going to get into the show proper now that we're all caught up and talk about things that we watch. Starting with Devin. <laughs> if the thing will load. No. No. That's not it. That's not it. it. Oh, wait. No. Before we get into that, just wanted to remind everyone that next uh, next Friday night, we will be live with Victims and Villains as part of their Horrific Hope live stream event on their Twitch channel where we will be doing our Halloween special special where the three of us will be each picking out our, one of our favorite Halloween episodes of a TV show. And we will be making the other guys watch that. And it's mostly shows that the other ones haven't seen. Yeah. Um, real quick. Do we want to go over what, what our picks are? Yeah. Happy to. Okay. Let me make sure R- you Ryan, the name of the episode, right? Ryan, what, what is yours? I'm laughing because when it comes to TV shows, you guys are like Mount Everest's of material compared to me. So whatever show I come up with, you guys have already seen. So um, I'm just going to go for low hanging fruit here. And I'm doing the first uh, and I'm doing the premiere episode of Ah Real Monsters. Um, (laughs) The first episode is based on Halloween. Um, So it's a Halloween episode. And it's. And, you know, I figured it's been years since you guys seen it. So, I yeah. mean, it kind of works for this. Oh, I'm okay. very excited for this. <laughs> Devin, what is yours? Mine is uh, the 2018 episode of the show BoJack Horseman called Mr. Peanut Butter's Booze. Okay. I have not seen I, a single episode of BoJack Horseman. It, so I think it holds up on its own. I just rewatched it, like, on its own little snippet. I think it'll be fine. I love it unequivocally. I'm so excited to have you guys watch this. All right. So my pick is season two, episode six of community epidemiology. Uh, This is the Halloween zombie episode of community, which is a blast. Uh, And I cannot wait to make you guys. I think I've made both of you watch community at one point, and I don't think either of you've ever made it to this episode. So uh, I'm excited to make you guys watch this. So, um, so yeah, that'll be next Friday. Uh, follow us on Facebook and Instagram to learn more and make sure to follow victims and villains on Twitch. Uh, if you're watching us there and if you're on fa- watching us on Facebook, you can follow, uh, follow them on Facebook as well to learn more. All right. So now we're getting into what we watched this week. Devin, tell us ab- about your, your pick. <laughs> All right. So this show is more about circumstance and what it is. Um, so I, some of my adventures, uh, in Paris involved me being very, very, very sick. And this show helped me through some of that. So it, it's a show that comes on, I don't know, two in the morning, probably earlier. What does it even matter? Uh, in, on French television, it's called Camelot. 
And all it is is just different vignettes of weird, funny things that could have taken place in the world of Camelot, according to King Arthur. Some of the things that I've seen are two peasants arguing over a ham. The ghost of the lady in the lake needing to get something out of a toilet. It's just, it's <laughs> insane, and it's wonderful. I love it. Uh, and I know at least one of our, our, somebody who's listening right now, also enjoys this show as much as I do. Uh, it, it's like my new favorite thing. Um, I don't understand a lot of it, because I'm not very fluent in French. But you, it, it's 100% in French. And you don't necessarily need to like know what's going, like what they're saying, to understand what's going on completely. It's so good. Okay. Um. So it's in French. All French, hundred percent French. Okay. Which I think adds a bit. Like I'm not gonna do like a, a weird French impression because I absolutely will not do it right. Okay. But it's just it's so great to like. See these like weird, stupid, like satire madcap things happening just over these beautiful French accents. Okay. It's great. Very I, I recommend it. Please watch. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, my pick, my, the, the thing that I watched this week well, was in English. Um, <laughs> so, and it was No Time to Die, Daniel Craig's <gasps> final entry into the James Bond franchise. So this is this is this is what happened. So Josh messaged me about two weeks ago saying, "Hey, I have an extra ticket for James Bond opening night. Do you want to go?" And I was like, "Well, I've got nothing else else planned in New York." So we went to see this in the AMC theater right off of Broadway, or right off of Times Square, uh, in the Dolby theater. Uh, so the the blacks were like the 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 color on this screen was like super crisp. Uh, the sound was phenomenal, um, and I had to I had to do some homework before I went into this because I had never seen Spectre. The last Bond film I saw was Skyfall. So on the on the Amtrak train into New York, I watched Spectre on my phone, um, which is probably not the best way to watch a James Bond film, but it worked, and it kept me busy for about three hours of the four hour train ride. So, um. This film was a great final entry into the James Bond franchise for Daniel Craig. Uh, I don't want to get too, I don't want to get spoilery with it. I will say that my favorite part of this was probably the, the segment that had Ana Diamas. Oh, cool. Uh, uh, she kind of stole the movie for me. Um, and it took me a minute to realize that they were both in uh, Knives Out together. <laughs> oh, they were. That's neat. So it was like it was like very they their chemistry is just really strong on screen and it wasn't like the typical I am James Bond and you're a woman so I'm gonna flirt with you the whole time it was very just like um like just partnering up and like going on this mission together which was a nice change of pace for James Bond uh, Rami Malek made an okay villain um, his motivations weren't really didn't really make all that much sense to me. Um, do most it, Bond villains make sense? Do most Bond... <laughs> I mean, 